Hello and welcome to the KC at the Mibbies podcast for the 18th of September 2019. We're back. We're back. I am finally um, back after a about a month, or oh, just about a month off. Um, but hopefully you guys listened to that podcast I released earlier uh, last week and kind of understood what was going on. Uh, but I'm back. The Hinge has arrived. If you would have looked at my Instagram story, The Hinge has arrived. It is back. Um, it's, it's not really back. It's fuck. It's a new one. It's a brand new hinge. It's not even the hinge I even looked at online. It's a bloody new one. So I've, uh, hooked it up the desk. I've got a little setup going. Um, I might post a picture of that later. I don't know, but, um, I've got a kind of like a desk mini office setup going now and it looks better than before. It feels good. I can move the microphone freely, um, on the arm and everything. It just feels great. New headphones. Excellent stuff. Um, now, I know I said I was going to bring out a podcast on uh, the weekend, but I just quickly decided that I might want to feel like doing stuff for different uh, this time around. Uh, not just going to talk about... I wasn't just going to talk about all the movies, because there's quite a few movies that I've seen that uh, need to be talked about. But what I thought I could do is have a little bit of a fun. A little bit of a fun. <laughs> um, have a little bit of fun with you guys. And, um, kind of not play a game, but like kind of just do something on the fly. Um, so what I thought I'd do is I haven't used Letterboxd in a while. Um, and I only just started again using it, um, like, uh, putting down my movies and everything in the diary and, and, uh, what, what would you call it? Um, Checking them off, I guess, in the database, in the uh, whole little letterbox database, and um, just documenting what I've seen. There we go. That's pretty what I was looking for there. So I used to do that quite a bit, and I didn't wasn't doing it. I was pretty slack with it, but I feel like I'm kind of back with it. Um, I mean, looking at my profile now, my diary, I've I've documented almost everything, but I haven't documented the last films I've seen. Um, like on Monday, I watched. I mean, I watched a few films on the weekend, then on Monday I watched about five movies, so I've got to document all those, and I've still got to talk about, obviously, Good Boys, that I went and saw at um, an advanced screening on Friday of Good Boys, so I'll be talking about that as well. What I thought I'd do is, I'm going to get um, all of the movies here. I haven't documented them yet in Letterboxd, so what I thought I'd do here on the fly, on the podcast, is document the films down, give them a rating, and just talk about the films as I do it. I thought that'd be a fun thing to do. Um, and if you know, it doesn't work, we'll do it again. So there we go. <laughs> um, you know, you go do everything once, I guess. So I've got the Letterbox app open right now. Uh, now, if you don't know what Letterbox is, I mean, I've been promoting it throughout my like all of my descriptions on the on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everything like that. The fucking description for the podcast really uh, puts Facebook, Instagram, and Letterbox in there. Now, I joined Letterbox quite a while ago. I think it was about 2015, 2016. Um, I don't know how long it's been around for, but that's when I um, joined it. And I was pretty... I pretty much like put all my films and everything like that, and I wasn't very active on it. But over the last year or so, I've been quite, kind of active on it. Went a bit slack, and now I'm kind of... I'm back with it, and I'm um, using it again. So it's kind of like film Twitter... And uh, you just document all the movies that you've seen. You put up reviews of what movies you've seen. And uh, you have watch lists. You can create different custom lists that you can 
you know, kind of have a checklist of films going to knock off, and then you've you pretty much put every single movie that you've seen into your own little database. Um, like for example, if I go to my profile, I've seen about um, seven hundred and forty-seven films. I mean, I've seen more than that, but I've that's what's documented right now um, in Letterboxd. And then I've gone back. I've my diary's kind of empty, but I've been kind of I've been going, getting back into that and updating that diary. Uh, like for example, September is looking pretty good right now. But again, I need to put these movies down. So this is what I'm going to do on the fly. So if you're a filmmaker or you love, even if you just love film, I recommend Letterbox for you. If you want to like keep track of all the films you want to watch, I do it. I used to do the watch list on IMDb, but now I don't do that anymore. Uh, I have my watch list now on Letterbox, and I do everything kind of on the, on this app now. Um, and I've got a few phones there on the lap app as well. So if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, um, I'll, I'll promote it again at the end of the podcast, but it's just Kyle Cruz. You spell Cruz, C-R-O-E-S-E, and then you find me on there. And uh, if you follow me, you'll see all the reviews I put up and all the thoughts I have about film. And uh, so, we're going to get into it. Um, I'm just going to go off my diary at the moment, though, because I... Um, I haven't really talked about these films yet, and I need to do the I need to do that right now. So I'm just gonna go to my profile and go to my diary. So the first film I saw was uh, Dark Phoenix. That was September 9th. Um, I don't know. This movie is terrible. Um, very very bad. I knew it was gonna be rushed when they announced that it was gonna happen, and we're gonna have like I mean we have X Men, then we have like the new X Men in um, Apocalypse, and then the next thing they're doing is the Dark Phoenix saga, and I was like, wait, way too rushed, I'm not even, I wasn't even used to Sophie Turner's Jean Grey yet, and, uh, yeah, I, I knew it was going to be a bit of a disaster, but not like this, my god, my god, not like this, it's just, I, I was expecting it to be rushed and lazy, but it's, I didn't expect it to be so bland and boring. It's so fucking boring. It's easily the worst X-Men film, I think. For me, anyway. I think it's. I think Last Stand is better than this. Yeah, I said it. Last Stand is better than this. X-Men Origins Wolverine is better than this. If you minus the Deadpool stuff, X-Men Origins Wolverine is better than this. Um, at least they're in that movie. Like, that movie's just stupid, and it's just, like, doesn't make much sense. And this... And it's got, like, terrible CGI. But this movie, it's just boring, man. It's uh, the, one of the biggest crimes for me in film is if it's if, if it's very boring. And if you're boring, I'm don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna care. And I fe- I fell asleep during this movie. I have never fallen asleep during a film before, and I fell asleep during this movie, man. It was it was that bad. I I fell asleep during it, and then I woke up during the end and uh, watched the rest of that. I did go back the next day and watch the rest of it normally, just to, so I could still give my full thoughts on it, not just have, you know, twenty minutes cut out because I wasn't fucking conscious. But um, yeah, so so boring. Jessica Chastain's villain, uh, forgettable as shit. Performances, everyone's dialing in. I mean, the best, the best is James McAvoy. Obviously, I thought Sophie Turner was fine. I don't think she's fantastic. I don't really think she's, at the moment, a good actress, really. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is just like phoning it into the extreme. Like I didn't care about her. I didn't care about it. Mystique. I don't care about this X-Men. I really just wanted it to end. 
and the only redeeming quality for me was that train sequence near the end, and then I found out that was a reshoot. So, oh man, what a train wreck. Easily the worst movie I've seen all year. I mean, I haven't seen Haunting of Sharon Tate or Fanatic, or The Fanatic yet, but, um, wow, Dark Phoenix is just very, very bad. I recommend you, uh, avoid it like the plague. Um, if you hate Apocalypse, you're going to hate Dark Phoenix even more. Um, but I know some people that like, uh, like I said, it's worse than Origins and I was, it's, it's worse than Last Stand and yeah, uh, I know some people that do like those films. So I don't know what he, he going to feel about this one. I really, I don't know how you can find the excitement in this. Like the sound design, there is literally none. Um. It's it's a very you open with a very very boring opening sequence which has no life or energy whatsoever. And um, I've got to see if I've got the uh, my thought my full thoughts down here. I don't know if I do. Um, see if I can find it. Yeah, it's just got no. There's no urgency really in that opening sequence. It feels like there needs to be urgency, but there's there's no. The technical filmmaking behind it all doesn't make you feel like it's urgent. It's just kind of really silent, and it's not how you do space stuff. I know that space is silent, but you can really go into that, and and that's where sound design could really help you out. But it's just it just feels there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's no energy there. So I, I felt nothing during that whole entire opening sequence, which is supposed to be the sequence where Jean Grey gets the Dark Phoenix powers. But it was just, oh man, it was just terrible. Very, very bad. The costumes as well. Like, what the fuck are they doing there? There's just no imagination. There's just no imagination at all with those costumes. Um, it's just a, just yellow suit. And what is it? A black suit with just a yellow, just X across it. It's just nothing. I kind of wish they just went all out and just took some risk. You're getting... It's over anyway, so like have a big swing and go out hard, but it just went out. I can't say soft, but it just went out with nothing really. There's just nothing, nothing for me to cling on with this movie. It was just, it was just nothing. Um. Oh. Um. It could have been. You know, you're using it for your next film, and it could have been much um, darker. I think you're dealing with a lot of really dark subject matter, especially with Jean Grey. So it could have been a bit darker. You might have pushed for the R rating. Um, I really, I really thought it could go darker, but nothing, nothing helps this film, man. Nothing's going to help this film. It's really, really disappointing. It's really, really disappointing um, to end like this. It's really disappointing and a very a very big letdown to end the, the X-Men saga like this. So, I mean, watch it if you want, but, oh, man, I really don't recommend it at all. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be trouble if you want to try, try, try and get through that. Oh, boy, it's going to be trouble. Um, right. I'm just trying to find that page I was just on, but no. Give me a second, I'll just uh, try and find this fucking, this page. Alright, so I found the page. Uh, so that's, that's Dark Phoenix. I've given that one star on Letterboxd. 
because uh, I think I think the train sequence redeemed a little bit of it, but that's it, man. That's it. Uh, next, on the 13th of September, I watched Parasite, and I've got a lot to say on that one. Um, I gave that five stars on Letterboxd, which is the, you know, the best you can give, because um, Letterboxd goes off by a star system, not a ratings or, like, letter grade or number grade, it goes off by stars, and five is the most, obviously. And I gave that my full five-star review, um, I'm pretty sure I've got a review on there at the moment, yep, I do have a review on there at the moment. Uh, if you want to check it out, go on the letterbox and check it out. But I've got a lot more to say on this one. So I'm actually going to save this and another film, which I'll talk about later, um, for a separate podcast where I want to really delve into these movies and talk about them. But um, Parasite, I gave it four stars. Um, later that night, I went and saw the advanced screening of Good Boys. And uh, this is the movie um, that was pretty much marketed as like the kids that swear and uh it's like middle school super bad it pretty much is um they go to they have to go to a party it's a kissing party but they have to go to a party there's shenanigans on the way it's pretty much middle school super bad um the novelty the kids wears off after after a while um but it really has enough heart for me to keep to keep me there till the end and you do grow to like the the uh the trio of um Jacob Tremblay um, Keith L. Williams and um, uh, I think it's someone uh, Keith Moon, I think it was. What's his name? Brady Noon. Keith Noon. Where did I get that from? Um, Keith L. Williams and uh, Brady Noon, Jacob Tremblay, the three boys. You really grow to like them and their friendship. And there's a lot. To, it's it's a really when you get to the end, it starts to feel like just like it's a film about moving on. And um, they're only in sixth grade, but it kind of felt like that was super bad. Like they're going to dif- they're going to a different high school, and it's not going to be the same forever. And it's like we're super bad when they're going to colleges and they're going to be different different places. It's not going to be the same. Um, you've also got a really nice supporting cast of Molly Gordon, Midori Francis, Will Forte. Um, I thought I always always love Molly Gordon. I loved Will Forte's father character, even though he's in it for a, a little bit, but he's still it was still good to see him. Big fan of Forte. So um, it was good to hear that. But um, you do really go to... Um, there's a lot of... Don't get me wrong, it's a very adult film, but you do really get to care about their little tween tragedy um, as uh, Jacob Tremblay's character um, calls it in the movie. He calls themselves tweens. <laughs> um, has to keep reiterating. But um, it's a good, it's good. I gave, I think I gave it three stars. I think, yeah, three stars. Um, but do check it out. I think it comes out this week, uh, which is the twenty fifth, I believe. No, twenty fifth. Uh, comes out the nineteenth. Tomorrow's the nineteenth, so it comes out the nineteenth of um, September. So check it out if you want to. But that's the reason why I wanted to go out there and check it out. Um, I wanted to let you guys know if it was good before you went and go see it. But I recommend it. It's good. It's a good movie. It's, it's nothing crazy, but it's it's very funny. And it's got a lot of um, situations that the characters find themselves in. Again, I, I love like humor that revolves around characters being in like really weird uh, situations. And uh, th- them, you know, going off by... Um, how the character deals with it, I guess. That's how I like. It. That's how I like it, and that's this is what this movie explored for me. Um, righto. Now we're going to get into the uh, 
the logging now. Um, maybe that's what I meant before when I said documenting. Uh, but yeah, we're well, going to get into the logging. Um, so let's do that. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off by doing... What do we got here? All right. Late night. So I watched Late Night on Monday, where I watched, uh, watched a few movies on uh, Monday. And uh, Late Night is directed by Nisha Ganatra. It played at Sundance, I believe. And it's written by Mindy Kaling, stars Emma Thompson. And Emma Thompson's kind of like this late night talk show host. And uh, her whole staff is male writers. And sh they have to hire a female writer. Because uh, one of the male staff gets uh, laid off. And that kind of... Uh, that gives the inside incident for her to hire a female. But Emma Thompson's character is not a fan of females. So she's going to butt heads with Mindy Kaling's... Um, Molly Patel. That's her name in the movie. Uh, this movie was... Yeah, it was it was fine. Um, it was pretty funny. I still enjoyed it as a comedy. I thought Emma Thompson stole the fucking show. I mean, she's in, she's really good in it. Mindy Kaling was good. I thought... I, I, I don't know if I expected more from her, but I thought she was good. Um, it's a good script. John Lithgow... It's always good to see John Lithgow. He's good. Um, and it, it's funny. It is funny. But Emma Thompson, for me, it just really stole the show. She is really good in this movie. She is really, really good. Um, it's like a dramedy, so there's going to be some funny scenes and there's going to be some, um, drama. So let's get to the logging. Uh, I watched, I liked, I'll probably give that about three stars. Yeah. I'm pretty good about three, just three stars. Uh, I could do the reverb, reverb reviews later, but, uh, yeah, about three stars for late night. Um, that played in cinemas here for a while, uh, but, uh, it's coming out soon on Blu-ray. And I did catch it. I think it's it's still playing here, actually. So that's how I saw it. Um, right, what's next? Oh, okay. Yesterday. Yesterday. All right. So Yesterday is uh, directed by Danny Boyle. It's about um, Jack Malik, who's played by Himesh Patel, who's great, by the way. I've never seen him before, but he was great. Um, he's supported by Lily James, uh, Kate McKinnon, Ed Sheeran, and uh, Joel Fry. He was uh, he, he played Rocky, right? Yeah, he was really funny. Joel Fry. Um, this movie is beautiful. It's um, it's pretty much uh, uh, Himesh Patel's character, Jack, um, gets into a accident with a bus, and he over like the twelve, it was like twelve seconds, I believe. Everyone forgets who the Beatles are, and uh, he's like a struggling singer-songwriter. And then when he when he when he sees that everybody's forgotten who the Beatles are, um, he kind of sees it upon himself to record their songs. And uh, obviously, the trouble is that he has, has to remember the lyrics and everything because you know they've got a lot of albums and you've got a lot of songs. And he pretty much gets famous for um, recording their music and making their songs. And everybody is obviously riveted by his music. And uh, this is a really lovely film, man. Uh, it's it's um, it has a little too much Dutch angles. I don't know what the Dutch angles were there for. Uh, I'm still trying to decipher what was going on there. Um, there's a lot of Dutch angles, especially where they don't need to be. Uh, just at least for my liking. But yeah, that's that's about it, really. Um, it's really nice music. I mean, it's the Beatles. 
So, uh, but Himesh Patel's great. Lily James is great. I didn't meet, I didn't even mind Ed Sheeran. I'm not even a fan of his music, but I didn't mind Ed Sheeran in this movie. Uh, I, I, I did think there's another, I've got another con, uh, Kate McKinnon's manager character. I just thought she was, I mean, she was fine. I get that managers are supposed to be the domineering force and supposed to be your kind of, your obstacle f- for your protagonist to, because they, all they care about is money. But I just thought she was a little too much. Um, and it wasn't like a total change or anything. I just thought her character was very... Her, her character was just unnecessarily mean-spirited. And uh, I didn't really buy how... Just how, just how how much of a... Just say it. Cunt she is. Um, Yeah. That's, that's about it, though. But this movie is really, really good. I uh, really had a good time of it. Has a really nice message behind it. And... Um, I liked the... There's, you get a little little twist towards the end, and I liked it. I'll just say I liked it. I won't say what happens, but I really liked that twist um, towards the end. So I watched like... And I'll probably give that about four stars. Yeah. That sounds good. About four stars. Alrighty. Moving on. We have Blinded by the Light. Oh, I've just realized that my phone... I'm wearing headphones, so I can't really hear what's going on. There's a noise cancelling, so I'm actually kind of weary that I'm probably... Yes, I am. <laughs> what I might do is just put everything on silent. There we go. How about that? Alrighty. So, Blinded by the Light is kind of the... Um, it, it, I thought it was, like, the same plot, but it not, it's not really the same plot. Um... The main character doesn't is not really a musician. He's a more of a writer. But uh, Blinded by the Light is directed by Grinda Chada. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. But um, did uh, Bandit Light Beckham. And uh, yeah, really, that's all the... Oh, Angus Snog. Angus Snog and the Perfect Snogging. I haven't seen that. But I know a lot of people who have seen that and they love that movie. But uh, Bandit Light Beckham, I think we've all seen, right? Um, this is, but this uh, is about a uh, teenager in Luton, England, who is uh, Pakistani, and takes place in the 1980s, and uh, he's kind of, you know, he's having a rough time, and uh, he finds a, a friend at school who listens to Bruce Springsteen, and the friend introduces him to Bruce Springsteen, and he's, he kind of, he gets a lot of, he just gets a new look on life after listening to Bruce Springsteen. And, uh, you know, changes his look, uh, is incredibly inspired by him, and uh, pretty much lives his life through the words of Bruce Springsteen. I'll just say that. Um, so instead of the Beatles, you have Bruce Springsteen being the backdrop behind this movie. And this is actually a true story. Um, the character Yavid is uh, actually a real person, and he's a really, really big fan of Bruce Springsteen. And uh, I want to... Oh, I don't know if I can say that name right. Vivek Kaura. Sorry. But she, he was really good as uh, Yavid. I've never seen him before. Uh, Hayley Atwell is a favorite. I loved seeing her. She was there. Uh, she plays the, the school teacher, I believe, that he is is the English class. Um, but this movie, I thought this is also a very beautiful movie. Um, this is has a really nice message in it. Um, I, I think I liked Yesterday more just because of its overall positive vibes. But... Blinded by the Light is also really, really good. Um, 
and it has a it's it's a really nice message especially since you're dealing with pakistanis living in um england in the 1980s and we all know what was going on there um if you live anywhere really there's a massive multicultural divide a lot of discrimination and the movie deals with a lot of that but it's it's more looking at the positive side towards it it does explore the prejudices um against the this pakistani family and yavid's family and definitely his butting heads with his um his father who um wants to live by pakistani values it kind of reminded me weirdly of the big sick i don't know why but i think it was because you have um kamal nanjani's character i mean himself really dealing with his his um, pakistani family and their values and everything and then he wants to live the american life but instead you in this movie you've got yavid who wants to live an english life he wants to be british he is british and um he's butting heads with his father just like Kamal butted heads with his father and mother in um in big sick so that's it kind of reminds me of that but it's got a really good soundtrack because it's bruce springsteen um if you're a fan of bruce springsteen you're gonna you might love this movie i don't know but uh had a lot of fun of it not as good as yesterday so i'll give it how about three and a half stars how about yeah three and a half stars that sounds good um and that's coming out cinemas very very soon very very soon but i've already given it. i've already seen it but it's uh i saw that i literally saw this trailer the trailer for this movie last night when i went and saw the farewell um this trailer played before it and i was like oh there it is not a bad trailer by the way look not a bad trailer um after that so i watched those three after that for some for some reason I uh, watched the 2005 film Elizabethtown, um, which has Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst in it, um, Susan Sarandon, Alec Baldwin, Jessica Biel, Judy Greer. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I had, I had no idea about this cast. And uh, it's about Drew Baylor, who is fired after causing his uh, shoe company a loss of a like a lot of money because he decides to, you know, go big and make this kind of, this big show idea. I think it was, um, oh, do I remember? I don't know. It's, it's not great. The movie, I'll just say that. It's just, it's not great. The movie's not great. The saving force for me is Kirsten Dunst and her character. Um, I was, um, I think it's Claire, I think. Yeah, it's Claire. Um, as Claire, it was written directed by Cameron Crowe. So it's a lot of, um, relationship stuff love stuff i mean if you've seen a Cameron crow movie you know what i'm talking about um but i liked the aspect of him going back to his hometown dealing with a lot of his family and everything because he's always he's a businessman he has to deal with stuff on his own and then you he kind of meets the the uh he meets the uh character of um claire played by kiss and dunce too is a is a favorite of mine she's a i think she's very underrated and uh i really like kiss and dunce Kirsten, Kirsten, how the fuck you say her name? I think it's Kirsten though. I, I, I reckon I saw an article that pronounced her name as Kirsten. And then I went on IDB and it said Kirsten. So I'm just going to say Kirsten Dunst. She's also in a show I'm watching at the moment called um, I'm Becoming a God in Central Florida, which is also really good on Showtime. So I'm watching that and she's really good in that. 
probably one of her best performances. I mean, one of my favorite performances of her is Fargo season two. I thought she was brilliant in that in that show. And um, obviously, you'll know her from Mary Jane and Spider Man. I'm saying Remy Spider Man films, but um, she does other stuff, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, she's good in this. I really liked her in this, but unfortunately, the movie around it wasn't really a fan of it. So I'm probably going to give it uh, two stars. Yeah. Probably give it two. Sorry, Elizabeth Town. Sorry. All right. And last, but definitely not least, uh, we're going to end big here. I went and saw The Farewell last night because I had no idea this film was coming to Newcastle. I thought I had to go all the way to Sydney. I think it came out September 5th. It was big at Sundance not even big, huge at Sundance. But, um, and I was very interested in its premise. Um, it's directed by Lulu Wang. It's based on a true story. And, um, it's this woman that, uh, who's played by Aquafina, who we'll, we'll talk about her in a second. Uh, she is invited to go to China to go to a fake wedding, but it's actually because her grandmother is dying and she's, I think she's got cancer. She's going, and, and everyone knows except the grandmother. Everyone keeps her diagnosis untrue from her, and everyone knows except her. She, they keep her in the dark the whole time. And, um, or is it? Or is it the whole time? Huh? Or is it? Um, but that's pretty much your premise there, and um, it's a lot of them. They're just, they're straight up lying to their grandmother about her cancer diagnosis. So... That's that's the plot. Um, this movie floored me, absolutely floored me. Um, I I saw this last night and I, I just sat and watched and and watched the credits while just thinking about like my own family, especially my grandmother. Um, her grandmother here, Nai Nai, she really reminded me of my own grandmother. Had the same kind of attitude and and. Uh, uh, mannerisms, definitely the the same, definitely the same attitude. I'll say that, definitely the same attitude. And it was just really, really heartwarming. And it's also very sad at the same time. It just felt very, very genuine. Um, Aquafina is really, really good here. I've never, I've been kind of iffy on her. Um, I just thought she was always playing the comic relief, and I haven't really been. I have never really taken much notice of her. I thought she was always kind of like a background character. But she is front and center in this movie. And she is incredible. Um, so yeah, definitely props to her. Shout out to her. Aquafina. Wow. Absolutely blew me away. I thought she was incredible in this movie. And um, especially her being in almost every single scene. Um, she has a lot, of, a lot of stuff to do. And... She's just really, really good. She blew me away. I thought the family blew me away. I especially liked the father. I thought the father was good too. Hayan, I think his name was, um, who is her father, Billy's father. And um, it's it's very sad, but very heartwarming. I'll just say that. And it just it's just a very genuine film, and it absolutely floored me. Um, so if you're seeing this, I, I recommend taking your grandparents. I reckon. Um, I think it's going to be a really nice film to bring everyone together, especially as a family um, bond. So if you like go as a family and just watch as a family, I think it, it's just going to be really a really really nice time. And because um, I, I watched this alone, I had no one to fucking talk to afterwards. 
and uh, I was just like, I have to talk about this movie with someone. This is this is so good. Um, it's been on my list since Sundance, and I'm so very glad I saw it. I was just so glad that uh, Newcastle was playing it because I thought I had to go all the way to Sydney to watch it again, like I did with Midsummer. Um, and uh, no, I, but I didn't. Turns out I didn't. Katara, event Katara. Thank you very much for um, putting on the farewell. It's a very limited release, so if you want to go see the farewell, it's playing at event Katara. There is only about a couple of sessions a day. Um, I went to the six thirty one last night, but I believe tonight you've got. If you're listening, I mean, I, I, obviously I can't say to go tonight because this would be put up in like an hour, an hour away from here, from now. Sorry. Um, but tomorrow night, I believe there's going to be like a 10, 12, 6, and a 9, I think. And you're looking at 9.30 as your latest one. This, this movie is just, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful, beautiful film. Um, and I am going to give it... Um, I think my only problem with it is just some pacing issues. But other than that, I, I just, yeah, I, I have to give it 5 stars. 5 stars, definitely. Um... Just wonderful, wonderful movie. It reminded me of Parasite, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to release a uh, separate podcast of um, the farewell, talking about the farewell and Parasite. Um, I don't know when I'm going to release it, but I want to like kind of plan it out and, and get it ready and delve into a lot of aspects why I loved I loved this movie and like loved both of these films. And because they're very, they're very different from each other. Uh, Parasite just wowed me with its technical filmmaking and it just, it being a film in itself, telling a whole story. And it did it really, really well. And The Farewell is just a, is kind of like a ghost story. It's just a beautiful film about family and, and life and all that stuff. And, uh, Yeah. I want to do a separate podcast talking about both of them. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen, like I said, but I'm going to do, we're going to get into depth, um, just like I'm planning a Midsummer one soon as well, because Midsummer will be out on Blu-ray in just two weeks' time. Uh, not two weeks, actually, next week. Fuck. Keep forgetting it's the 18th. Uh, next week it'll be out. And Dendy Cinemas is playing a director's cut. And I'm going to go, I feel like I need to go to West Sydney again to see it. Dendy Cinema's Newtown. Playing a bloody director's cut in Midsummer. Fuck. Um, so hopefully... I mean, I know we're not going to get the director's cut on the Blu-ray, but oh man, I hope, I hope we do. God damn it, I hope we do. I hope it's a nice surprise and we just see director's cut. Disc 2. <laughs> Something like that. Um, I really would love that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, working on uh, Midsummer Podcast and, like I said, Farewell and a Parasite. I want to talk about those two films because those two films to me are two of my favorite movies of this year and I really want to talk to you about talk about them to you guys and and you need to watch them. If you need to see two movies this year, it's Parasite and The Farewell to, for me. Um two films about family, different things going on in them, but very very powerful um pow- pow- powerful stuff, technical um in terms of filmmaking shots, cinematography, performances, everything about these two movies. Um and they're both foreign, kind of, in, in a way. If The Farewell is mostly in Chinese, there's, a, there's some English bits in it, but The, um, the Farewell is in Chinese, and Parasite's in all, all of it's in Korean. Um, yeah, but I'll be talking about them 
very much in depth when I do that podcast uh, later on. And uh, that's about it. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Um, I'll have to get back to that later. So that's it. Um, those are, those are the reviews of the films I've been doing. Um, I'm gonna. I feel like doing a uh, we're reaching October, so I feel like doing a horror movie uh, podcast very very soon. Um, I've got I've got some movies that I could watch. Uh, I could talk about, and I might I might do that. Uh, especially we're reaching we're reaching October. I'm gonna do the horror October um, again. 31 days of horror, and that's going to be fun, watching a horror movie every single day. Um, well, probably not every single day, but the movies that I want to watch in October, I'll, I'll make a brand new list of what I want to do, and what I haven't seen, and uh, I'll be doing that for next October, when I get to it eventually. So yeah, a lot of stuff planned. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Um... Uh, we're, we're filming the Fun Police on Saturday. We're going to do a uh, a few scenes from the last episode, I believe, because we're not going to shoot in chronological order. Because we're just going to make it, we're just going to shoot in the most feasible way we can. Yeah, they're probably the most feasible way we can. Um, and that includes doing things obviously out of order. I mean, no one's going to do it perfectly unless you're fucking David Fincher. So. Uh, but we got everything today. We went shopping. We got all the stuff, and I cannot wait to shoot that on Saturday and get that, get something out to you guys. Really, maybe like a teaser poster or something like that, just to get you more pumped for it. Um, it's gonna be really, really, I, I it's gonna be really, really funny. I believe. Um, we're gonna we're having a table read and we're and we're looking at the script and we're tweaking at the moment, having a look at it, and uh, I I I have. I'm confident I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver something that is gonna be at least entertaining. <laughs> Let's just say that. I hope it's pretty good. Um, it's not gonna be anything special. It's gonna be filmed on a phone, and I've got two mics that are not like anything special, but well within the budget that I need. Um, that I allocated really for this project. But I hope it's at least entertaining, and you can find some humor in it. Uh, I'm very very excited to do that to bring that to you guys. So, yeah, that's going to do it, I think, for this podcast. Hope you had fun with me there, doing the Letterboxd reviews and stuff. Um, if you want to follow me, follow the podcast on uh, Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can uh, follow the page on Facebook, the Kyle Cruz page on Facebook, the public one. Do not follow the pri- my uh, personal one. I won't, I won't add you. So, that, that's simple as that. Um, and uh, you can follow the podcast page on Instagram. Uh, you can follow the first one if you want to. Bots seem to do it. They seem to get through every single fucking time. They seem to get through. Added me to these sex chats. Um, yeah, weird stuff. If do you do you get added to sex chats? Because I I've, I've been getting added to a lot of these fucking these just group sex chats, and and they're just. It's just the people saying hey to each other. There's no, there's no sexy stuff going on. It's just people saying hey, but the title is literally "sex chat" in caps. And for a sex chat, there's not much going on. Uh, but I know a few people that have been added to those, and then just bots. So I think I'll have to make that account private soon. I think. 
because it's just getting a bit too much. It's happening like almost every single day. So I'm going to have to um, get onto that and change that. Um, so I recommend just following the podcast page for now because um, I'm probably going to make my personal one private. So you get on there, you can DM the podcast page, you can ask questions there. Um, we're going to do a Q&A soon where I can take more questions and um, and answer them live on the podcast or um, on the on my uh, Instagram page. But uh, as for now, we're just, you know, baby steps. We're trying to, I'm working on the fun place at the moment. I'm doing like director's line scripts, shot list, all that stuff like that. So I'm trying to keep myself busy with all that stuff. And uh, once that's out of the way, once we get Saturday out of the way, Saturday shooting day, I'll be able to focus more on uh, like, like my, you know, creator's center. And because um, we want to get a website up and running soon too, but I haven't really, there's been no progress there yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. So yep. Follow podcasts on Spotify, subscribe on podcasts and ask questions on the Facebook page. You can message the Facebook page or you can DM the Instagram page. And, uh, I don't know when the parasite and the farewell podcast will come out. I will definitely guys like keep you guys in the loop of it all. Uh, but there might be another one coming out this week where I talk about some horror films, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I do know that you'll definitely get one next week. Um, cause I've got some things I want to do. So very excited for that guys. Thanks for listening. We're fucking back. We're back and it feels so good. Oh shit. And, uh, take it easy. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.